Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to A Modern Cowboy. Uh, tonight we have on the podcast Cody Cowden. Now, <clears throat> I've known Cody for quite a few years, and I'm sure we'll get into that uh, during the interview, but uh, I don't think that there's anybody that I know personally that is more of a modern cowboy than Cody. I mean, this guy is either in the saddle every day, uh, makes a living team roping, training horses, or cowboying. So uh, let's just get to it and let uh, let Cody tell us a little bit about his lifestyle and what he does. Cody, welcome to Modern Cowboy. Hello, Dan. Hey, I'm I'm glad that I, I finally was able to get you to uh, take some time tonight. I know I've got you uh, away from some important work right now, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try not to be to be on this too long. But uh, I'm I'm glad you agreed to come on. I'm, I I really am, and I'm just hoping that you're not going to give me too much of a hard too much of a hard time like I do every day exactly every time you see me hey so you know for for people that uh, are listening to this that you know don't know uh, about professional rodeo or uh, you know just the sport of team roping um, or professional cowboys uh, for that matter uh, why don't you just give us a little history on you and how you got started uh, you know in rodeo and and uh, you know how that all came about well fortunately i grew up in a family that uh has a big ranch and they run a lot of cattle from my uncle west back in the old days to my uncle sonny my dad i grew up at the racetrack i got a little horse knowledge from the racetrack my grandparents were uh trainers at the racetrack and the rest of my family was into ranching and rodeo for uh, three of the brothers of four made the finals in the team roping so i had three two uncles and a dad that had made the finals and uh just grew up around horses all my life now isn't it true isn't it true that you i mean you told me at one time that you actually were going to be a jockey you were thinking about being a jockey for racehorses correct oh growing up that's all i wanted to do i grew up on the back of the couch just whipping the couch <laughs> and uh yeah, I grew up at the racetrack. I always wanted to ride my dad rode. Uh, one of my uncles was the leading rider in the AQHA, Kenny Hart. Bobby Adair was one of my best friends. Donnie Cardoza, I grew up with the best jockeys in the world, and that's all I wanted to do. When I graduated high school, I was 95 pounds, and I was 5'3", so I was right on the right track. And that same summer, I went down there to Del Mar and started working it for Dwayne Lucas. And that same summer, I grew uh, just enough that I knew it wasn't going to work out for me. So I fell back on roping. I was down in Southern California and going on the weekends. And up here where I grew up, Leo Camarillo, Gerald, Walt Woodard, Ricky Green, everybody lived up here. Alan Bach, Dennis Gates, Bob Hurley. So I was getting my ass kicked pretty heavily at that age. So I thought I was going to ride, and then I got down to Southern California, and I found out those guys don't rope quite as good, and kind of got my confidence up roping and realized that I was going to have to rope. 
Yeah, and and you're a, a lot taller than five foot three now too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with 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 my diet and the beer, I weigh a little too much. <laughs> so um, so did, now did you high school rodeo at all or? Yeah, you know that's funny. That's another thing that made us real good. When I went to the high school rodeos in District Five, we went against Daniel and Chris Green that made the finals, Brent Lockett that made the finals, Blaine Lockett, and the Cowdens. It wasn't just a normal high school rodeo. It was dirty tough. There was three teams in there that all went to the finals later on, a few years later. And uh, shoot, I go watch my kids' high school rodeos now, and that's. A, <laughs> Nothing like it was when I went. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by FSR Cattle Company, the premier producer of team roping and steer wrestling performance cattle. If you need cattle for a big event or just a few head to practice at your place, FSR has got you covered. Check them out at www.fsrcattlecompany.com and on Instagram and Facebook. What was, what was the first year you made the finals anyway? My first year I got to go, I was, in, I was 16th. In the world, me and Lyndon both were 16th. We were just out of making it, and I got a phone call. I was at the Lazy E up there in the Honky Tonk, and Doyle Gilman called me and invited me in 92, and that was the first time I got to go. And then I come back and made it all through the 90s. Yeah, how, how, many, how many times have you been there? I, I've, been there? I've been to the finals eight times. Eight times. I only roped twice with two different guys, Matt Tyler and Bob Hurley. I roped twice. Everybody else was one time. Huh. And so you're, uh, you're, you're roping with a new partner this year again. Who are you roping with? His name is Junior Dees. And he's 20 years old, and he's a kick in the ass. A lot of fun. And you guys, you guys it's are doing fun to, it's fun to rodeo with those guys that are younger, you know, and them fat, them young guys. You have to have a young guy now to head. You can kind of get away with having an older healer like me, but you're not going to get away with an older header. You've got to have a guy nowadays that's coming with the heat. Yeah. And I got one. Where and where you He's guys? Done really well. What's that? He's done really well for me. We started off hot. Our very first run, we were four flat. And it carried us through the spring. Uh, he got the barrier a couple times for a lot of money and uh, just had to back him off. You know, he's young and he's, he's craving it. But I got to get him backed off that barrier just a little bit. <laughs> and you, so you guys are going hard right now then? Yes, we are going to put in the effort through uh, Salinas to try to make the finals. And you know what? It's real. It's, it's so... It, it sounds very tough to make the finals, and it is tough. But at the same time, if you can get on a little heater, it's not that tough if you can just get on the right side of it and have your confidence up and good horses. The boy has good horses, and uh, I have two decent horses. So we're going to put in the effort through Salinas. If it doesn't work out, I'm not leaving Salinas. I'm close to home right there, so I'm going to put in the effort till then. But I think good things could happen with me and this boy. He's, he's, he's real enthusiastic. He's bringing out a, a younger side in me. So we'll see. Yeah, that, that uh, can be good or it could be bad. 
Well, now, I was already on his ass this morning. He got us drew out of our first rodeo this morning, so I had to uh, already start off being the bad guy and getting on his ass. Yeah, you're the father figure now, Code. Hey, uh, so talking about good horses, uh, let's let's talk about your horses because you've had um, a lot of really good horses. Um, let's let's start with your your first, you know, favorite horse that you had. You know, my favorite horse of all times will be my blue horse. His name was Blue. He won the AQHA PRCA Heel Horse of the Year. And, uh, you know, I've had some outstanding horses. I sold Trevor Brazil, a horse called Doofus, that he, he still says to this day was the best horse he ever had. I'll never forget when I sold him the horse. He was healing for, at the time. He made the finals that year. And I told him, I said, you'll be roping calves on this horse. And he said, oh, it'll mess him up. And the next time I saw him, he was roping calves. I said, you still heal on him? He goes, oh, no, it'll mess him up. <laughs> so he, he switched that horse over to a calf horse. And I'll never forget, I was standing at the bar having a beer at the national finals one year when he rode him for the very first time. He'd never rode him at a pro rodeo. He backed him in there on the eighth go-round and won the go-round. I'll never forget. I was staring up at that TV and I was, that's my horse right there. <laughs> and I had an outstanding horse named shot that everyone still asks me about. He's in his twenties now and he's just turned out. He has a hind leg that won't cooperate anymore, but that horse was famous and people still ask me about that horse. It's, it's awesome when you have horses like that and people remember the horse more than you, you know, that's, that really says something. Yeah, and I know that that horse very well myself. Um, was fortunate to be able to. to <laughs> Did you ever fall off of that one? Or no, no, I, I never fell off that one. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Let's. We, we want to focus. We've on, had a few wrecks. We've had a few wrecks. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we have. Um, so, so since shot, because when, when, let me see when when did you when did you stop riding him? You know, I don't remember what year it was, but. Uh... I had never had his hawks injected ever, and I don't believe in that shit. And I fell for it right before I left to go to the Lazy E of the time event. And uh, when I got ready to leave, that horse could not walk behind, and I just never rode him again. Yeah. I got off of him right there and just promised him that I'd leave him alone. But I was blessed to uh, run into another good heel horse from Sarah and Mike J. They live in Texas now, but. They had a head horse that we wanted, and when they brought that head horse out, they had their heel horse with them, and I'd seen Mike ride that heel horse before, and he always looked a little bit small to me, but I liked him, and I'll never forget the wind was blowing 100 miles an hour, and I asked him, could I heal a couple on that horse? And I did, and it was just, he was so easy right there, right off the bat, even with the wind blowing, that we bought the package deal, and turned out that the heel horse was was just heaven sent. So that's what we've been riding, me and my boy Will. Yeah, Sonny well. bought the package, and Sonny bought the package of the horses, and he always felt like that horse was too little for him, so he gave him to my boy, and I kind of just took him over. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have to uh, kiss Will's ass every time I go to leave. <laughs> Which horse is that again? What's the name? His name is Rattler. Oh, Rattler, that's right. Okay. Yeah. He's a little brownish done horse that is really good. I mean, he's easy. 
Yeah. And it seems like he's just getting better. He's 16 now, and it just seems like, I don't know, this year something different's happened. Last year I had hell. And this year from the time it January came around, I've just I put in the effort and practiced a little bit more and took time with my horses and paying off. Yeah, that's great. Now, you mentioned the uh, the Lazy E and the uh, timed events. Um, <clears throat> how many times have you uh, been a partner for guys there heading in Healing? I started going there in 2000, the year that I tried to head, and I ended up just out of the top 15. And uh, I started going there then, and I've been there, shit, I want to say 18 times now. No kidding. And I think we, I think I've helped six different guys win it. A couple of them were the same guys, but I mean six different times. We've got out of there with the win. And and, and you it's won. been it's been a something that's on my resume now. You know, I never really thought about it, but people ask me about it all the time now, and it's turned out to be a big deal for me to help that many people win it. Yeah. And you helped nothing I was ever trying to make a living at but it turned out that it's that time of year and i've made a lot of good friends back there in oklahoma now i got friends that i talk to all year long because of that deal and you helped the guy win it this year again correct yeah 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 luckily this year um i had a couple deals fall through we got sideways with a couple of guys that i normally help and i had an open spot and he didn't call me till three or four days before it even started and asked if I could help him. And uh, I knew he was good. He'd only been once and he had already placed. So yeah, I jumped right on that deal. And luckily he performed, he did outstanding. Luckily I held my end of the deal up and we got the win. That's great. And <clears throat> actually we were there in, what year was that? Was that 2013? I went with you. Yeah, when we left with Dakota. Yeah, yeah, and and Spencer. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> and and you won it that you you helped uh, Daniel Green win it that year. Yeah, I've helped Daniel win it twice. Yeah, and, and then Daniel's I, won it twice with me helping. I remember that uh, we were up in the uh, in the bar above the uh, above the arena there, and the, the night you uh, uh, bought you guys in the. Um, Calcutta. You yeah, that? yeah. And and you didn't tell him. And yeah, I had my I had my back to the uh, announcer there, and I heard him say, "That's the cheapest Daniel Green's ever sold ever." And I just whirled around, threw my hand up, and he said, "CC Rider, he's yours." I turned around and said, "What'd that cost us?" And they said, "Sixteen hundred." So they held our sixteen hundred for the weekend, and we got their sixteen thousand at the end. Yep, that's that was amazing. Yeah, that, that was, was a, the one and only time I ever got in the Calcutta, and I don't think I'm getting back in it. Well, it's because I was with you, and it was a good luck charm. <laughs> <laughs> I was a good luck charm all the way around. That's why we didn't get killed uh, going from Oklahoma to Texas, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was. do you want to tell that story? I don't think so, but all I can say is the involved parties were – who were the involved parties again? <laughs> Spencer Mitchell, Dakota Kirkenschlager. Yep. And uh, Cody Cowden. <laughs> and we had an underage child with us, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was something else. But that was a great trip, though, because then we went, to the, uh, we went to the George Strait. 
after and I that. I think we placed there too. We won something there. <clears throat> I don't know if you did on yeah. that term. I, I know you. I know that you, you. You tried to um, knock me out with ace, though. I remember that. Well, I just asked you to hold the syringe with the ace in it, and a little bit dripped on your hands, and you just went to falling backwards and hitting your head. And I said, "You'll be all right. It's transdermal. It's transdermal." About an hour later, when I seen you, you had your feet up, and you were laid back. I was just relaxing. I'll never forget that. Yeah. To this day, we all still say, "Oh, it's transdermal." I know transdermal. you do. I know you do. I'm trying to live it down. Truth, truth. The best part was when I went to Dakota's house. Hopefully, they don't hear about this. And for all you out there that don't know Dan, he is very anal about being clean. <laughs> he cleaned their horse trailer. He cleaned their bathroom. He cleaned their house. We only stayed for a couple of days, but we left. Their shit was clean. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I like to. I like to be welcomed back as a guest. People's homes. <laughs> Yeah, and and well, and then we went to uh, to uh, Rand and Adams' place, which was well, yeah. quite the experience. First too. class, yeah, that is first class. Yeah, yeah he he Rand and Adams is a good friend. They've uh, they've been great friends of mine. All the Adamses are great people. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, back to uh, horses. So you, blue shot and and rattler. And, uh, and doofus and doofus and you know in in all reality my whole living it surrounds horses from the time i grew up it's the horses that make the cowboy i mean you take a good horse away from a guy and you see a big difference in anybody's rope and it doesn't matter what their name is yeah and i've been blessed to have a few good horses but i want one more really good one but boy they're hard to find yeah they're so hard to find. You're blessed. You're really blessed if you ever have a couple good ones in your life. Because it just seems like the rest of them, I've went through thousands of them, and they're just not even worth talking about. You know, they're just transportation at the time. Yeah. Well, Those I think special ones stick out. And I've bought several good horses from you, but then I've, I've, I've rode some of your transportation horses at a, a time or two as well. <laughs> I don't know if you call that riding, but. When you're looking at the hobble strap, that's not good. <laughs> well, truth be told, if you told the truth, you you know I'm a top hand, but you're not you're not going to allow me that. I know I'm going to till the day I die. <laughs> <clears throat> and and so yeah, and, and the thing is, so you know, you do you make a living team roping, you make a living training horses, and if you're not doing that, you, you're cowboying, and you do that for. Uh, different ranches in the area as well as uh uh your uncle right yeah yeah i seem to help several people around here cowboy and it it's good to ride the horses out there you know you, that's how you make a good horse in this business is you ride them outside and get them working a cow and teach them a job before you take them into the arena yeah and that's the way i train all my young horses is out on the ranch so it's all just ties into one, you know, it's ranching and rodeo, just being a cowboy, man. Yeah. Well, and that, that's what this is all about. The, the other thing too, uh, that, uh, that I know about you that a lot of people may not know is at least 95% of the time, the only thing that's on your television is uh, Gunsmoke or the Rifleman or 
Bonanza or whatever, right? Oh yeah, no, I don't watch nothing but nothing but westerns. You know, I I see Clay O'Brien all the time in the in Gunsmoke. He's in several episodes of Gunsmoke, so I got him alone the other day, and he gave me a good rundown about Jack Elam and Slim Pickens and all the guys that he got to be in there with, and he's fun to talk to about it because he was firsthand. Yeah, and that's that's just amazing, you know, because, I mean, I think the first one I really remember him from was the John Wayne the Cowboys, but I've seen him in all the others too. But uh, it's amazing because I saw him actually for the first time when we were in uh, at the George Strait that time. And I was sitting there, you know, just like star, starstruck. I, I didn't even say hi to him or anything. But anyway, um, that is – You know, had- one thing that growing up team roping, I grew up around Clay O'Brien, Alan Bach, Walt Woodard, those guys were my idols growing up. And funny, they're still kicking ass. Yeah. And I rode, I rodeoed with them, and then I got lucky to beat them a couple times. But overall, they've probably beat me up. But it's just been really fun to get to be a part of it. And them guys are still good. They're still going at it. So that's – I remember being a little kid roping the inside foot saying, I'm Clay O'Brien or I'm <laughs> – Alan Bach, and now those guys are still kicking ass. Yeah. yeah I think healers can get away with that. I think healers can get away with that, but heading is really hard to get away with that nowadays. You don't see very many older headers out there. Yeah. These kids are all – they're all in their 20s. It's, you better have one of them too. Yeah. Or, or you don't need, need to go rodeoing. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you in part by Dally King. Dally King is the number one training tool for team rovers to practice dally drills, building confidence, muscle memory, and skill. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook and go to www.dallyking.com and join the Dally Kingdom. Hey, the other thing too that, that, that I know about you, because I've known you since, I think, what, 97, I believe. Oh, I, I'll never forget the day my phone rang. It was a land phone at my home and... <laughs> And you called me up and wanted to get come get some roping lessons. And I just remember thinking, Hillenbrand? What in the hell is that, Hillenbrand? <laughs> I'll never forget the day you called me up, and we've been friends ever since. Yeah, and, and Hillenbrand is it's actually a cowboy name. You ride over the hill, and you brand the cow. <laughs> That's how you remember. I thought it was, I thought it was Jewish or something. <laughs> it's German. <laughs> So, but hey, but you've always, you've always, you know, just had, well, most people do, a lot of cowboys do, but you've always had, you know, the, your own style, you know, I mean, whether it's, you know, the the way you're you're riding your saddle, what you're wearing, how your hat is, belts, whatever it may be, uh, you know, you've always had, you know, your own style. Now, what is your favorite brand of, of hat? Do you have a favorite brand? Um, I, I, I send, I tend to go towards resist all, but I don't, I don't, I'll look at any hat. I mean, if it looks like it fits me and, uh, has my style, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. But it just seems like it always ends up to be a resist all for some reason or Stetson, but. And then and if how- it, if it's my style. If it's not my style, I won't, I won't fool with it. Well, then you reshape them up yourself too sometimes, right? Well, I like to start from the beginning with them. Yeah. I like to start with a good straw hat. and The straw hats kind of have my own style to them. 
Right. I bend them a little bit different than everybody else. And people can recognize me a long way from just my hat. Yep. Now, what what about boots? I know you probably wore a lot of different boots over the years, but uh, what uh, what's your favorite, your favorite? I've settled into broken tea boots. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I got to be good friends with the people, and they're good boots. And I'll tell you what, everywhere I go, people ask me where I got my boots. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't look down that much, but everybody else must be looking at my feet because want to know what kind of boots I'm wearing. And they've broken tea makes a rough out boot. It's a cowboy boot. looks like rough out. And I tend to go that way. And a lot of people like it. Even Trevor Brazil asked me where I got those boots. Yeah. I, I remember seeing them. I asked you too, when you saw them, when I saw them. They're broken tea. Yeah. Broken tea. Perfect. And, uh, <clears throat> Favorite cowboy movie of all time? Oh, gosh, damn. That one's tough. I've seen so many. I got so many running through my head right here. Uh, I don't know. Nobody believe it, but I like all the pretty horses. Oh, man. It's one of my favorites. It's I, like Penelope. I like Penelope Cruz a <laughs> yeah, lot. I know. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a good Western, too, on top of it, with the love story. It was. It was good. It was a good one. Yeah. I don't know if that was my favorite of all times, but it comes to my mind. No, it's 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 one of my – it's one. It's right in – I can't pick one, but it's one of my – If definitely. not, I would have to say The Searchers, John Wayne. John Wayne. Searchers. That was a great movie, The Searchers. So how about uh, your favorite actor, Western actor? Gosh, damn. That's hard too, huh? <laughs> I guess I better go with James Arness. Nice, okay. I've, I've seen every gun smoke. I can't let him down. Okay. As faithful as I am to gun smoke, and everybody in the world knows I watch my TV stays on gun smoke all day in my tack room. Yeah. I've seen every single one of them. I better go with my man, James Arness. I love it. Love it. So, um, what, uh, what advice do you have for someone that, uh, you know, wants, <laughs> wants, <laughs> don't be laughing. Don't be laughing. Go ahead and ask me a question. I'm going to, uh, what, what, what advice do you have for somebody that, you know, wants to, uh, get involved in, or just wants to be a cowboy, but, but wasn't raised on a ranch and, you know, Maybe he doesn't have access to everything. What would be what would be your advice? Be a cowboy. Okay, that's not the question I was expecting, but okay, yeah, just to be a cowboy. Yeah. I would suggest to try to find some older cowboys in your area and team up with and see if you can hang out with them. Find you some good old cowboys. There's very few old cowboys left. They're they are a dying breed. Right. I mean, all the good old cowboys are just about gone. All the guys that I looked up to. All the good old cowboys are just about gone. There's a few left, but I would suggest to find someone in your area that's a real cowboy and kiss his ass and do what he says and try to learn from him. He could probably use a little help and just bear down and help him. And you got to learn the hard way. You got to get in there to be a cowboy. Yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, 
just starching up and putting your hat on, calling yourself a cowboy and going to the honky tonk. That's not a cowboy. <laughs> well, I think one of your famous uh, instructions is let's skip 30 pages and go to the arena, right? <laughs> let's just skip a few pages and go on with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Code, I, I don't want to, I don't want to drag this out too long. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, we'll want to have you on again in the future because uh, I know that there's a lot more to talk about, but uh, it was really, really great. Great to have you on and, and just to hear your story and for other people to hear it too. So there's a lot of people that, uh, that don't, you know, don't know about it. And uh, so I just really appreciate you coming on and uh, look forward to getting, uh, getting this thing published and on the air. Oh yeah. That's it. I always love talking to you. I miss you. I know. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to come out there. Hopefully, hopefully I'm going to make it maybe this next month when you guys are up there shipping, I might make it for a day if I can fly in. Just, we need some real cowboys. I'm on my way. Just give me one, give me one of those, one that doesn't buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes we do and you make them buck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you, fight, you seem to bring out the, the worst in a horse. <laughs> Oh, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just going to assume you're joking right there. <laughs> anyway, Hey man, thanks code. I really appreciate it. And then, uh, we'll be talking to you call soon. Me, call me and call me in junior during the 4th of July and we'll be driving a hundred miles an hour and we'll let you know how it's going out there. Okay. All right, Cody. Well, Hey, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. All right, Park. Thank you. Yeah, but... Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he can never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pain 
you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pen of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the rope and pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the rope and pen Down at the rope and